everyone. Welcome to another edition of Founder Wisdom Podcast. Today we have Erlene Lagurella with us. She is the CEO of B2GSA. She will tell us in a moment a bit more about her business. Erlene, welcome to the pod. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, B2GSA? I'd be happy to, Charles. Thanks for having me today. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you. So B2GSA was born um, 10 years ago. I was um, trying to help uh, communications firms land contracts with the U.S. federal government. And uh, there is no one in the U.S. right now that is helping ad agencies learn how to find the contracts, how to get in with the agencies, and how to land the lucrative contracts. Mm. So I used the all the information and experience that I had gained um, having an ad agency myself um, to make it happen. Mm, interesting. So it's more of a coaching business, if you want, slash consulting business. Exactly. We also do registration um, mm -hmm. as federal contractors, and we also do certification uh, for the General Services Administration, and that's a little bit complicated. But okay. you can get million-dollar contracts very well with if you're a GSA contractor. Interesting. So, yeah, to me, I mean, I have my own agency right now, and I own multiple marketing agencies before. Governmental contracts, in my case, Canada, they've always been kind of boring, and, you know, you need to go through bids um, slash uh, you know, like uh, make an offer type of contracts and you're competing against a bunch of other brands. So you kind of teach um, agency owners uh, slash salespeople also, I guess, how to um, first bid and win yes. these contracts, right? Exactly, because it's not a simple thing. Uh, although the instructions are there, uh, there's so much information that needs to be included. And also you have to have a winning theme and you have to price it right, which is part of the battle. So how long are, I mean, okay, so it's like the smallest contracts, I mean, yeah, it can go pretty low, I guess, but generally speaking, it must, it must be a bit, at least like 30K, 50K, is that right? So the, the typical um, contract is probably in the 25 to 50K range. Uh, sure. And that's for real small jobs that are done in, I don't know, 60 to, um, to 100 days. And then you get into the contracts that are in the 60,000 to 120,000, which would be like for a Facebook campaign. Yeah. Um, there's wow. advertising by 50 um, uh, Air National and Air Force National Guard bureaus okay. that want to advertise for, on uh, Facebook for the, for the most part. Okay. And for recruiting, they do that? Or for, yes. Okay, cool. Recruiting. Huh. Yeah. And they want to do geofencing. And they get um, very um, specific about which cities, how old do the people to be. Okay. Uh, yeah, really, really specific. Okay, interesting. And uh, if we go high, well, let's let's keep to that scale, 60 to uh -huh. 120K, let's say. What is the sell cycle on that? How long would it take me to get a response and eventually a yes from uh, this specific client? So the, the proposals take, they give you about seven to... 21 days typically to come up with your proposal. And mm -hmm. then you find out within 30 days if you got it. And okay. if you do get it, you start usually within 10 days of contract award. Mm -hmm. And so most contracts are for one year. And now the government is doing one year plus option year. So if you did a good job, you can get the second and third year. And in in the contracts that are above a million dollars, those typically are five-year contracts. So you start with a million and uh, you get a million every year 
for a contract total of about 5 million, but it can be a lot more than 5 million. Mm. There are several agencies that have um, $100 million contracts. Okay, well, that's that's very interesting. Um, so typically, let's say that I work with you um, on this specific uh, contract. You coach me on how to get that that specific contract. What are my odds of actually getting um, this this contract? Is it like five percent or ten percent? If I'm lucky, at, you know, I try. It's my first contract, and I I get it. What are the the odds um, of me getting the contract? Do you have these metrics or? Yes. So, so typically, if if you don't know who the client is, in other words, let's say you went for an army contract and you've never mm -hmm. done business with the army, the chances are very slim that you're going to get it, unless sure. the criteria was lowest price technically acceptable. Which meant if everybody bid, let's say like a hundred thousand dollars, and you bid ninety thousand, mm -hmm. if you were technically acceptable, you might get the contract. So on, on contracts that are small, you do have a chance if you're the lowest price technically acceptable. On contracts that have criteria like you need to have past performance uh, in that area, and those contracts that require past performance start at about $120,000 on up, okay. and, uh, and it gets to be real. Um, they really want to see experience if it's like in the millions. Okay. So it's good because a lot of companies don't have past performance. They have never worked with government, but they do take into consideration your commercial clients. So for example, let's say you, you did a $100,000 campaign with somebody and you got good results. You can say how many impressions, you know, what, was, what were the numbers, what were the metrics? And you can point out, hey, call Joe Blow at this um, agency mm -hmm. and they can call him. That gives you a, a, better, a better start. Okay. And so- but one of the things to win an account is to get to know your client before you bid. And so that's one of the things that we bring to the table is we get our clients in front of the prospective client before the bids go out. Okay. And the Army, uh, they only take the bids through uh, these platforms. You cannot get like a contract with them in another way, right? So um, there's several ways you can get in. There's a platform called SAM. SAM.gov, okay. and they publish anything that's over $25,000. Okay. Um, but there are um, other types of um, organizations like the General Services Administration that will send out requests for proposals to the people who are certified as General Services Administration contractors. Okay. And then there's one good thing about the US and that's they help small and minority owned businesses with a program called eight and the number and the letter A. And what that means is you can actually get a contract sole source where you didn't compete with anybody. So for example, me, when I had my, my advertising agency years ago, um, I became an 8A contractor and my first contract was a $3 million contract with wow. the Air Center for Environmental Excellence. That's pretty good. I'm also like curious, um, to see like if uh, if I try to uh, get one of these contracts myself, let's say that uh -huh. you know I register a business in Delaware, I'm actually in the process. Uh, uh -huh. would, uh, I'm not a US citizen. You don't have they, to be a US citizen. Okay, you, you that, would that give me equal odds than like a US yes. citizen? Okay. So, 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 so to, to give you a better idea is if you have a, a, um, 
tax ID number for your corporation mm -hmm. in the United States, and you're registered your corporation, and you actually have a physical address, someplace that's not a PO box, someplace that it's not just a room with a lot of companies in it. If you have a physical address, you can actually become, and you don't owe money to the IRS. You don't owe money to the government. You can get registered in about three to four weeks. Okay. And, okay, physical address, and yes. it doesn't matter if, um, I mean, yeah, because yeah, physical address. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, for me personally, I, I think, you know, these, these contracts can be good. You kind of need a lot of time to master this, uh, this science. Eventually, it can be very lucrative. And, oh, yeah. you know, you especially somebody with your talent, I mean, in, in direct response and being able to persuade people, hmm. you know. Yeah, I don't think the government would have that type of campaign, though, that usually they, they have like, uh, they're quite um, stuck up on, on these kind of matters. But let's say, yeah, with Facebook ads, I, I could definitely uh, see the interest. And let's say that I don't have like direct um, government uh, military experience, say that I worked with like a, a private um, uh, military company or, you know, um, a company that um, helped that is an, uh, a sourcer to the the, mil the actual military, maybe that could help me to get in a contract without me necessarily having worked with them before, right? So to answer your question, I have a client who's done recruitment advertising, but it was recruiting um, for uh, people to attend the college. Mm -hmm. people to register for a certain uh, occupation, people to actually go into a website mm -hmm. and, and also direct response advertising through television, through radio. Okay. And so they, they have the background, even though they've never done anything with the government, mm -hmm. they have the background to show that they know how to do direct response. They know how to do um, um, social media marketing. Okay. Uh, and so they're looking to see whether you can actually deliver people who will pick up the phone or interface with like, for example, a, a recruiter yeah. uh, on a website or over the telephone. So if you have um, the ability to target people and yeah. make those people take an action, that, that counts as, as very good experience. Okay, interesting. And yeah, that's only one bid. I guess I can submit many bids per month. Is there a limit to the number of bids no. I can submit? No. Okay, no, so no can be multiple ones. I guess that's one of your other strategies uh, for your clients that you coach. Um, if you coach me to get these contracts, how much should I pay? Is it monthly and is it like a one-time fee? Is it a long-time so, commitment? So the, the, the first thing we need to do is get, get you uh, registered as a federal contractor and, and help you figure out and get your marketing tools and tell you which agencies you should be marketing to because if you wait until the request for proposals are out, you're going to wait a long time. It's better to go after agencies where you have a talent. For example, you have a talent in uh, direct response. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's go for the agencies, for example, those Air National Guards, Army National Guards that are going after this business. Mm -hmm. Let them know what you're doing so they can consider you when they're doing a request for proposal. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, so the first step is like a one-time fee for registration, marketing plan, marketing processes, um, a um, marketing tool that you can use, registration on another database. And by the way, there's a preference. Uh, there's a 23% goal in for the U.S. government to give small businesses 23% of all federal dollars. And so that's, that's like billions of dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's a lot of money. And how long does uh, it last your program? So let's say that we do the the branding part and you know setting the the pieces right on the the chessboard. Uh, how long after that do you need to coach me till I get like my first uh, contract and my first ROI with your program? So um, the that's an excellent question. So <laughs> to get registered and get your program undergoing, it's like about a sixty day process. Okay, and then. Typically, I see that the clients who have hired us for six months to nine months get more contracts faster than the clients who just went away once they were registered and uh, and uh, had their program going. Okay, okay. Interesting. And uh, typically, um, I mean, why do marketing agency owner do not uh, prospect after governmental contracts? Because to me, it never really fell under my radar do you, uh -huh. you know reason for that yes because it's very difficult to go after it and uh, the language is a little bit um difficult understanding the concepts understanding the rules the regulations how to do the proposal and so a lot of uh, a lot of ad agencies will go oh i don't want to go through that trouble i i don't have the appetite for it or they'll start doing a bid and then they'll say oh like i had a client who was with me for 12 months and uh, we were going to go for the big, big um, contract. Yeah. And then at the last minute, they landed a commercial client that took up all the time for the two vice presidents that I was working with. And they said, yeah. sorry, <laughs> we, we got to take care of these new clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so that, can, that can be odd, especially if you worked on, with them for a while and yes. yeah, they, they were expecting a, a contract pretty soon. I guess, yeah, right. the sales cycle is is quite shorter um, yeah. and I'm curious, is there like a lot of competition in your niche is, or are you like one of the only um, person in, in that niche to help uh, coaching uh, agency owners to get more uh, governmental contracts? So at this time, I think I may be one of, of a few, if any, I, I don't know anybody else who does it for communications uh, firms alone. Okay. There, are, there are people who will help companies get registered, but they don't do the coaching and training to get them uh, clients. Mm. In first yeah. place, why did you decide to, to go in that business? Because I see uh, uh -huh. that you've got lots of entrepreneurial experience. Why did you decide to, to go all in with that? So um, I was the first woman to have an ad agency in San Antonio, Texas back in 76. Mm -hmm. And I, I did very well, but we had some major downturns and yeah. uh, People stopped paying their bills. Yeah. And so I had to re-engineer, do the company again. Yeah. And after it happened, the second time I went to myself, I want a client who's going to be there year in, year out. I don't care mm -hmm. what the economy is doing. And so I, I started with the federal uh, federal contracting. And I sold millions every year. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody from the Army, the Navy, uh, Air Force, uh, U.S. Uh, Department of, um, of, <laughs> of Agriculture, Environmental mm. Protection Agency, Health and Human Services, mm. uh, all kinds of different agencies. And uh, we were very successful at doing it. And I learned how to get the contracts, how to keep them and how to grow them. And um, uh, in 2010, I said to myself, you know what? I don't think I want to be doing working this hard, um, you know, because when you have employees and you have the big overhead, you got to be selling all the time. And I said, what do I have that might be valuable to somebody else? What have I learned in 35 years of owning an ad agency mm -hmm. that somebody would want to even pay me for? And I thought to myself, well, 
it's got to be government contracting for for uh, ad agencies because it was so darn hard for us to mm. figure it out and and become very successful. And so there's thousands of agencies uh, out there that would like to have a piece of that government pie, but they don't know the first thing about you know where to start. Mm. And that's where we come in. I, I love to help people. And frankly, if I can help, I say it. But there's people who I just tell them, you know what? You're not set up for federal contracting yet. Okay. Like their branding, their wording is not there yet? No, it has to do with in, internally. If they don't have somebody that can actually help them internally in in doing um, the proposal, if if they have a very lean and mean um, agency, which a lot of people have nowadays because they work, you know, virtually. Uh, they may not have the the right uh, personnel to go after the business. Yeah, or the testimonials. Sometimes, I mean, they 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 don't have like enough clients, enough authority to to be yes. there. You feel that it's kind of shaky their products. So right. So it yeah. helps if if you've been successful with a commercial client. Like mm -hmm. we had we had had like Burger King public relations in five states so we could show that we had done public relations. Um, we had done work for some major corporations and could show the growth of our ad age ads um, and making things happen. So we had a track record. And so it's helpful if the agency has had at least one year of experience, um, you know, doing work for brand new agencies, unless the principals, now this helps. If the principals, if you start a new company today, Mm -hmm. You could go after new business and it would go well because you have had all the experiences with all your ad agencies. Correct. Uh -huh. uh, that's you have that's the track what, record. What you were saying also like uh, shifting from the agency model to coaching model. I've seen uh -huh. a lot of my clients and uh, people I interview on podcasts. Actually, I interviewed a, a guy yesterday that went from uh, being a, the owner of an agency, a real estate uh, agency to uh, coaching uh, these uh, same folks, uh, agency owners in, in the uh -huh. real estate realm. And I was asking him a um, question I'm about to ask you, which is that you kind of trade, um, I mean, yes, there's larger overhead, but there's more time freedom uh, when you're an agency owner because you can outsource pretty much everything to them. So yeah. um, did you, I mean, coaching is also really fun. You know, you spend time with people, but it's stuff you like doing, you know, and you're kind of an expert. So the time passes fairly quickly. So what have you seen exactly since you've made that shift? Um, I, I guess, are you making more money with the coaching business? Do you have lesser time freedom? Uh, what's been the difference between shifting uh, from one to, to the other? So the I think the biggest change is having more time on my hands because okay. I don't have to show up to work uh, physically five days a week to an yeah. office and I don't have yeah. to supervise people. Yeah, managing is a lot is of time. Managing is, yes. And so um, sometimes I get inspired at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the world's not doing a lot of stuff at that time. Yeah. And boy, I'll go from eight to 12 and boom, boom, boom. You know, I, I did a week's work <laughs> only because I was inspired. Yeah. Um, so, and then I have time to go out with my friends during the day if I want to, because I'm doing my work at a time when nobody's calling me, you know, mm, yeah. but I'm getting popular. So I'm, I'm doing more Zooms during the day and I yeah. have all these appointments. So I have to be careful not to, you know, get my week too, too busy. Yeah. I, I still want to go out and, and have fun with my friends. And, and part of the, the reason, you know, to start B2GSA was to 
kind of like if I want to travel and I, I travel to Puerto Rico twice a week, I mean, twice yes. a year to visit yeah. my mom and my family, yeah. I will be there and I, I, I work, but I work at, at the hours that I, that I can do it. So in Puerto Rico, after six o'clock at night, nothing happens. So I work from six to 12. It's like a whole day, you know? Some beach time. When I was in Cancun yeah. at five, I would shut everything down, would go to the beach and watch the sunset. So, oh was, yeah, in that routine. Fun? Yeah, that's that's freedom oh, right there. Do you still have an assistant, or are you like solo little? So I I have a um, a coworker who helps me with the certification because yes. that's an incredibly intense process. Okay. Um, but for the coaching, I'm doing it all myself. Okay. And how many clients do you run? Like uh, 10, 20? So right now I have 10 clients and they vary in size. Um, some are large, some are small, some are really teeny tiny. And, um, and so they, they demand different levels of, of expertise and different timing. And so it, it works. I can't take more than 10 at a time mm. because I wouldn't be able to, to really take care of them really well. Because okay. part of the work that I do is I actually search the databases to find out where's the request for proposals, where are the opportunities. Hmm. And then I also get my clients talking to uh, federal contractors. So yesterday hmm. I interviewed one of my clients to see how did it go. They met with one of the business, uh, small business specialists for the um, Centers for Disease Control. So they advertise a lot for COVID, hmm. for AIDS, hmm. for cancer, hmm. for tobacco. Hmm. And so I had coached them before so they could talk to this lady for 10 minutes. And then yesterday was, okay, how did it go? What did the lady say? What? And so I, then I gave them, this is what you need to do. And before I hopped on with you, I had typed up an email so they could send it to this lady. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. I, I love that. Uh, do you, do you, uh, how much time do you spend per client on a monthly basis um, uh, on a call with them? Is it like one meeting? Because I do twice a month for my outreach coaching. Uh, twice a month and 30 minutes is the, the magic number that I found because one hour is too much, 15 is not enough. So usually it's 30. What about uh, you on your side? So so for the um, for the very small clients, mm -hmm. uh, I would say one Zoom call, one hour call uh, a month. And then if we're doing a proposal or we need to touch base to see something, then we'll jump on a call and okay. do that. For the bigger clients, I'm talking to them every week for about 30 minutes, just to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Okay, interesting. And um, your clients, do you, um, you log them in for three months minimum? Because I found that on my side for one month uh -huh. is, is not typically enough for me to achieve results. And yeah, it's just right. not good for my retention. So uh, right. do, you, uh, do you have a minimum of three months uh, contract with them or? That's my minimum and then it goes month to month. So some people okay. spend six to 12 months I've had people stay as long as 18 months, but you know, once I train them, they, they, they won't need me okay. uh, after 18 months. That's for sure. And, and usually most people are ready to fly on their own after 12 months. Okay. Interesting. Uh, did you think to offer them some kind of mastermind after them just to keep touch on a lower level? Like, I don't know, 500 bucks a month and you meet every month with like all of your former clients to discuss like challenges and uh, find solutions to their actual problems. No. Do you have any other ideas? <laughs> I have a bunch like that. We, we can make another call, but yeah, I have my mastermind okay. on my side and it's uh -huh. very helpful for, um, for my clients. It's also lower ticket, right? So let's yes. say that they don't have money for my higher ticket. I can suggest them that. And it's also very helpful for me because I learned tons from 
these mastermind, I get very valuable data. Excellent. Yeah, it's been a cool uh, interview. I need to to go. You you two probably on your side. Go have fun on on your your Friday with your friends. And uh, where where can people find out more about you? Just before we leave. Sure. So if they go to www.bsmboy the number two g s and george s s and sam a s and apple dot com yeah. to gsa. Yeah. Or they can look me up on LinkedIn, Erlene Lagarella. All right. Well, thank you so much, Erlene. Thank uh, you, we'll Charles. Be in touch. Have a good day. Okay. Good weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.